We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. Sooner Sports Podcast rolls on on a Tuesday, and we are pumped to be joined by the soon-to-be-returning voice of the Oklahoma Sooners, Toby Rowland, ready to roll tomorrow night, OU Baylor. Let's go. Are you fired up? Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah, I feel like I've missed about a month and a half, and it was only two games. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, We got a big game tomorrow night, the number two team in the country. On the road, great opportunity for Lon Kruger's team. And uh, I miss my buddy Kevin Henry, too, so I'm excited. Just you you guys down in Arlington, man. You did a fantastic job, by the way. Thanks, Toby. I I, think there was any doubt, but you did a fantastic job. The the first feedback that I got was I did my radio show that next morning, and a dude called in and said that I need to breathe more which I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Is that like the breathe through your eyelids for Ebby Calvin Nuke Lelouch? But, no, it was great, man, and the feedback has been awesome. I mean, in the end, I'm ready to get back to the sidelines and listen to you, but, you know, for me, it was just awesome to have that opportunity, uh, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and, you know, I, I, I hope that you'll feel confident if, if something comes up that I can be the guy for the job, but, uh, man, what a – what an absolute – dude, that's a rush. You didn't even warn me about the rush that I was going to feel whenever uh, a big play takes place. I was not prepared for that adrenaline. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, um, you know, and, and that was a big game, obviously, and, and that building, I think, adds a little something special to it. And I missed being there tremendously, but it was so fun to watch you in the crew. <laughs> I, I got to experience the in-the-booth cam – as a viewer and um, uh, and listen to you guys, obviously throughout the broadcast. And it was a weird feeling and a really cool feeling. And I'm just, 
I'm proud of the whole crew that night. You guys did a fantastic job, and the football team played pretty dadgum good too, so that was great. With with that in mind, we haven't really had a chance to talk to you since the Cotton Bowl, so uh, T-Row, as you look back, just some some overall thoughts on that performance by Oklahoma. For those who don't know, T-Row, not 100%, still gutted through into the pre and the post game, so thank you for that. <laughs> but, man, what a, what a dominating performance on a big stage on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, I thought, um, you know, one, they wanted to be there, which I don't know if you could say that for uh, necessarily all of both teams, but Oklahoma attacked the game with a lot of enthusiasm the way that you should a game of that magnitude. So I think Lincoln Riley and his coaching staff and that team deserve credit for that. That's not something that I thought I would have to say a few years ago, but now apparently that's something that you have to say is a way to go, way to be excited about playing a big time football game. And they were. And uh, I think the biggest takeaway for me is that it, it carried the momentum of the 2020 season into 2021 and specifically on the defensive side of the ball, they went up against a Heisman finalist at quarterback and friends and a big time offense and uh, played fantastic defensively yet again. And so whatever momentum that they found on that side of the ball and in the last seven games of 2020, certainly they did it again. And I think they go into this new year in which we all have circled and said, hey, this, is, this has a chance to be a year in which they make a run at, a, at the big trophy. Um, then, you know, you feel really, really good about the progress you've made defensively and your ability to, you know, even against big time opponents, even against SEC opponents, whatever the case may be, to be able to account yourself well. In fact, you look around the bowl season. I'm not so sure Oklahoma wasn't, you know, one of the best three or four defensive teams that I saw the entire defense, the, the entire bowl season. That might include some teams that were in the college football playoff. So, um, yeah, I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is they played with enthusiasm. They played with energy. They executed well across the field and they continued to play great defense. And I think the swagger and momentum that they end this season with will carry right on into 2021. I agree. So I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. I think if I'm understanding our schedule correctly, T-Row, we're probably going to have an off season with more football than we've had maybe in years past. I know the huddle's going to continue. Am I right on Tuesday nights? Or wait, Thursday oh, nights, right? Thursday nights. Okay. That's exactly right. Yeah, we're, we're going to keep doing um, the huddle show, which is a football show, which has always ended at the end of football season before. But now we're going to uh, continue to have two shows at Rudy's on Thursday nights awesome. uh, going forward. So the first hour from 6 to 7 will be the huddle, and it'll be most nights myself and Teddy Lehman, although we're going to rotate some, some other people, including yourself, in there just to uh, mix it up and, and uh, add some variety to the show and give you know some people some breaks and things. But it's going to be a football-centric show. So – we're going to talk uh, different things from recruiting to spring practice to guys going to the NFL, guys not going to the NFL. Um, we'll look back, obviously, at last year and where they need to improve going forward. And and uh, it's going to be great. I mean, you could talk football 365 days a year yeah. in this state, and there's plenty to talk about. 
So that'll be Thursday nights, uh, six to seven. At least that's when the taping will be. It'll air various times on Fox Sports Oklahoma. And then the the seven o'clock to eight o'clock on Thursday nights will be our traditional Sooner Sports Talk, which is now a basketball coaches show during basketball season. And it'll be uh, Lon Kruger for a half hour and Sherry Cole for a half hour. Like Lincoln Riley, they'll be joining us from their coaches' offices this year due to COVID protocols. But I'll still be there with the uh, Sooner Sports TV crew at Rudy's if you want to come out and be a part of that on Thursday. So it'll be two hours of radio slash TV Thursday night, 6 to 8 at Rudy's. One hour football, one hour of basketball for the next few months. With that in mind... and, and I don't know how you've kind of tackled it on your show. You see the reports of some guys in the portal. I'm, listen, congrats. Chandler Morris made it official that he's going to TCU, Tanner Mordecai to SMU. You know, you see guys who have their names in there. But, Toby, I'm not, again, not disrespecting anyone who's going anywhere else, but I feel really confident about the roster. You know, we'll see about a couple of other guys still to declare. Of course, Creed Humphrey and Adrian Ely, Trey Norwood have all declared for the NFL draft. But, with the depth that's been built over the last four to five years, I mean, you never want to see anyone leave, but yet you're also excited about those positions still. At least I am. No, I, I, 100%. Um, I think that I mean, it's been a mixed bag of news, you know, since the season ended. Anytime someone uh, enters the transfer portal, there's a little bit of sadness. I think that you're just like, you know, this is your school that you root for. And for us that we work for and your fans, and uh, it's a little bit of a gut punch anytime anybody wants to leave, you know, just like what, like you're leaving the family. Like where, where are you, why would you want to go anywhere else? (laughs) But at the same time, I understand that, especially now under the, the rules that we have in place, where you're going to be able to play immediately and everything that, there's going to be young men who feel like that there may be a better opportunity for them somewhere else to play right away or system or whatever the case may be and just wish them the best of luck. Whenever anybody goes to the NFL draft, that's a, that's a whole different thing. I mean, that's, that's what we want. You know, that's, that's the goal here is to prepare young men for their careers. And for some, it comes earlier than others. And, and I love on draft night seeing that OU logo pop up. And will it hurt for us not to have Creed Humphrey on the team next year? Sure. But, I mean, that's still, that's what this is about, is getting them onto the NFL. So I think it's fantastic. I, I think there's been some some great news about guys that apparently are coming back next year that uh, – you know, I don't know what's been released and what hasn't been released, so I'll be a little reluctant in saying names. Maybe you, maybe you feel more confident than I do, but I, I think at some key positions, there have been some guys who have at least indicated that they're planning on coming back next year that are tremendous help for this team going forward. And, you know, like you said, the depth that they've been able to procure and develop uh, on both sides of the ball, really, is going to better allow them to make up for some of these uh, departures and, and guys declaring for the NFL draft. So I think they're in good shape. I think they're in, in great shape. You look next year and maybe the year after that even, uh, look to be a couple of seasons coming up, hopefully many more after that, but a couple of seasons coming up that 
Oklahoma is going to be right there in the top two or three in the preseason and has a great chance to make a run for a national championship. Tiro, before we wrap with a little basketball talk in anticipation of tomorrow night's OU Baylor game, uh, I threw it out on Twitter that once football season wraps up, for me, it's all diamond sports, uh, specifically softball. I know you're excited about baseball getting back, but um, I have I, I finally reached out and got a little bit of buzz about the schedule, and I know neither schedule has been released, but I think everyone just wants to make sure that all I's are dotted and T's are crossed, that A, the season's going to be able to go off, and then, you know, B, it's, it, it, it's probably pointless if you throw a schedule out there and then suddenly you're having to change it nonstop. What, what are you hearing about Diamond Sports schedules? I think we'll know something soon. Same. Uh, we, we have to know something pretty soon because we're into January now, but it sounds like there's some meetings taking place this week and and um, and the, certainly in the next couple of weeks to where they're going to make some decisions. The, the tricky part of this is you want it to be as uniform as possible with the other major conferences out there, you know, and, and I'm, I assume softball is the same. I'm kind of speaking on my knowledge from a baseball aspect. Uh, you don't want the big 12 to necessarily put something in place that is drastically different from what the sec does or the ACC or pac 12 is, is obviously a powerful baseball conference as well. So getting everybody on the same page, like it was for football and basketball is an effort um, right now. But I think when push comes to shove, you're, you're probably, I mean, this is speculation to some extent, but it seems like that most people agree that you're probably going to see maybe fewer midweek non-conference matchups this year, and maybe more emphasis on, uh, you know, weekend series so that, you know, when somebody's not coming in and out of town for just a day or something like that, when somebody comes to play you, you know, they're coming for three or four days and that, that way the testing protocols, you've, you've passed everything and we can get three or four games in here. I, I've heard some speculation, even that maybe the weekend big 12 series will go to four games hmm. instead of just three this year. And again, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but I know it sounds like it's being bantied about. Maybe that would include, you could do that a couple of ways. You could do a Thursday through Sunday, or you could, you could do Friday through Sunday and play a double header maybe on Saturday. So, um, and that, and that would allow you to not have to play as many non-conference games. And again, not have to theoretically, you know, risk a team coming in or traveling somewhere and all that kind of stuff. So I think there's some options out there. The, the good thing, the spring sports have a couple of good things going for them. One, it's outdoors, which seems to be something that is beneficial when it comes to this virus and, and, a, and a sport with stadiums to where you can do social distancing a little easier. Not necessarily with OU softball because they pack in the fans and it's going to maybe restrict the number of people that, that want to get in there. But at least you've got some outdoor situations there where it'll be a little easier to get some fans in there and keep everybody safe. And, you know, hopefully this, this vaccine that started to flow will gradually start to take root a little more across the country as we get closer to the spring as well. So um, I think it's going to happen. And I think we're probably going to know some schedules here in the next, you know, little bit. And it's probably going to look a little different. It's it's the schedules this year probably going to look a little different. I would say from a softball side of things, you might want to get familiar with uh, I-35 headed north. 
because I do think <laughs> Oklahoma City can become a hub once again for a lot of college softball in 2021. So that's just one one prediction on my part to keep an eye on. All right. Hey, Toby, I'm so pumped you're back on the broadcast. Give a, Give us a quick snapshot tomorrow night, uh, or depending on when you consume this podcast, maybe tonight. <laughs> But OU Baylor, Baylor looking like one of the best teams in the country. Big 12 looking like one of the best conferences in the country. And my goodness, Mo Gibson, as advertised, this should be fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, I'm excited about this team. That was a huge win that they got over West Virginia on Saturday. Moves them to 2-1 early in conference play. Um, You know, they've had three guys now this year. Three different guys go for 29 or more points, which – just speaks to the firepower they're capable of. Brady had a 29-point game. Uh, Austin Reeves had the 32-point game against TCU. And and Emotion Gibson goes for 29 against West Virginia. So two of those three performances came in Big 12 games, too. Um, So they've got the offensive firepower. I think you've got to be tremendously excited about what they've shown defensively in the last couple of games against Texas Tech and against West Virginia, especially in the first half against West Virginia. They were smothering and a lot of that is getting the second unit that has come off the bench with Jalen Hill and Victor Walker and Elijah Harkless and Mo Gibson and really been able to turn games with what they've done defensively. Now, they're going to have the biggest test of the year by far on Wednesday night. Uh, Baylor's, Baylor's the same team they were last year uh, with one exception. They lost their big man but added another big man whose name I'm going to have to learn to pronounce before we get to Wednesday <laughs> night. It's got a lot of T's and a lot of C-H's in it, I know. But Jared Butler's back. Macy Oteague's back. Davion Mitchell is back. Matt Meyer is back. Mark Vidal is still there. I can't believe it, but Mark Vidal is still there and and one of the best defensive players in the country. So they can really shoot it. They're they're guard-oriented, love to shoot the three, and then just crash the boards with reckless abandon. Um, Good news about this game is, and and we're starting to see – you know, early in Big 12 play, there have been 15 Big 12 games played so far in, in men's basketball, and the road team has won 11 of them. Wow. And that is remarkable because college basketball, in my opinion, has always been the biggest home court advantage in all of sports. It is almost impossible to go into somebody else's building. We've seen it in Cameron Indoor Stadium, and Fog Allen Fieldhouse, and, and Ames, Iowa. It's almost impossible to go into somebody else's building. I think the referees get caught up in it sometimes. But this year, no fans or fewer fans. Obviously, home court isn't what it usually is. And we're seeing more and more road teams. Obviously, 11 of 15 games have been won by the road team already. So um, opportunity perhaps there for Oklahoma to go on the road twice this week and get a resume win that would really boost them either at Baylor or at Kansas on Saturday afternoon or both. Can't wait. You know, you and I will be broadcasting from pretty much the same studio tomorrow night because I've got women's hoops and you've got the men's game. You and seatbelt do. So that's going to be an interesting one. Should be fun. I was unaware of this fact. <laughs> How about that? We're going to we're gonna be dueling broadcast at, at the Sooner Vision. Okay? I think one Are upstairs, one downstairs. So we'll be good to go. And I'll be able to return all of your stuff to you, which is great as well, man. Hey, I, I didn't <laughs> want this podcast to end without me saying thank you uh, for making – the Cotton Bowl so easy for me. I think in life sometimes whenever there is a situation like this, uh, someone might not be overly helpful. It might be like, oh, I, I'm, I'm out. You take care of this. You didn't, man. You held my hand through all of this. 
Uh, I would have been a blubbering mess without your help. I'm so excited to get back on the sidelines and listen to you in football next year. Excited to hear you on hoops. But from the bottom of my heart and my uh, my wife and kids, whom I wore out with telling them to be quiet so I could prep, uh, without you, um, it, it would not have gone off. So I hope Sooner Nation yeah. realizes how committed you stayed to this and giving this opportunity and you didn't say, hey, you're on your own, kid. So thanks, Toby. I'm forever and eternally <laughs> grateful for that, man. Well, that's nice of you, but not necessary. We're a team, man. That's that that's is right. a uh, that is the, the sooner radio broadcast, and it still needs to uh, function at the highest level, regardless of who's on the microphone. So you nailed it. Way to go, bud! You did a fantastic job. Thanks, Toby. We'll see you guys next week with T Row, and uh, don't forget the huddle stays right here on the podcast platform until then. Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.